please turn with me in your copy of God's Word to Proverbs chapter 1. And I will be reading uh, the passage from which Colin will be uh, preaching this morning. Proverbs 1, verses 20 through 33. This is the Word of the Lord. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has has heeded, because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will laugh, also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm, and your your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel, and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way, and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure, and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Let's come before the Lord in prayer this morning. Lord, as we hear this call of wisdom... You know, that it, you know that it is our desire that we heed the call of wisdom. As we sit here this morning, it's very likely that anyone who showed up to a church service on New Year's Day does not want to be the one who is mocked by wisdom because of hard heart and turning away from reproof. You know that is the desire of our heart, Lord. But just to have that desire and to see that standard set before us, we are not capable on our own we know that to dwell in you as the end of this chapter says requires the the work of the gospel the grace of jesus christ the power of his holy spirit given to us and so lord as we seek wisdom i pray that we would seek wisdom not in our own strength not a wisdom that comes from this world but the wisdom that comes from your word through your holy spirit We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Steve was saying to get those Christmas cards so we could use those tables for other purposes. Did you tie the dots together? Did you tie that together? Get rid of those those Christmas cards. We can use that for Samuel. So get on it. Let's go. Well, kids, you are. You're staying here with us this morning. I'm glad you're in here to to hear the word preached. I'm going to start by asking you kids a question. Kids, have you heard of the story of the tortoise and the hare? Many of us probably have heard that story in this room. Kids, have you heard that story? I polled my own children. We were like a 75% rate, so some of them did, some of them didn't. Well, it's the story, kids, of this tortoise or turtle and a hare. There's a million names for like bunny rabbits. It's like a bunny rabbit. Story of the tortoise and the hare. And they raced each other. Now kids, as you hear that, who do you think is going to win that? 
the bunny rabbit or the turtle. You put a bunny rabbit down in front here. You put a turtle down. We put some lettuce, which I think maybe is a shared food they would enjoy. You put that in front right here. Who's going to get to that first, kids? Of course, the hare, right? Well, they race each other. And that hare, he gets off to a fast start. So fast that he thinks, I am, I've left that, tor- that tortoise in the dust. I'm going to take a nap. And so he does. Kids, he takes a nap. But he takes too long of a nap. And what happens the whole time that tortoise or that hare is napping? Slow and steady, that tortoise continues in the race. And by the time the hare wakes up, what does he come to find out? The tortoise is at the finish line. The tortoise has won the race. The hare was overconfident. He thought too much of himself. He thought too much of his ability. And we learned the lesson, slow but steady wins the race. Well, that is one of many of Aesop's fables. You've probably heard some of those stories. That's definitely the most well-known of those stories. They are stories that communicate general truth about life. And more specifically, how to live wisely. How to live skillfully in life. How to prosper in this world. As a general rule. Not a guarantee. But more often than not, if you live in this if you live wisely, things will go well for you. Throughout history, humans have shared wisdom. They've passed along wisdom. They have told stories to convey wisdom. Well, God has much to say to us in his word about wisdom. And the wisdom that we find in God's word is not just wisdom from Aesop's fables repackaged. Wisdom from God's word is rooted in a relationship with God. The wise are those who know the Lord and walk in his ways. The fool is the one who rejects the Lord and refuses to walk in his ways. So you see, for Aesop, wisdom and foolishness really have nothing to do in his mind with God. Aesop communicates some really good principles about how to live skillfully. We all, believers, unbelievers alike, understand live like the tortoise, don't live like the hare. We all know that. If you live like the tortoise, you'll live skillfully. But even those who live skillfully, even those who live like the tortoise, are fools if they reject the Lord. Because the wisdom of the Lord is rooted in the fear of the Lord. We open the service. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The wise, according to the Bible, are not just those who know how to live skillfully in life. The wise, according to the Bible, are those who know the Lord. The wise are those... That's what the book of Proverbs is all about. An entire book of the Bible devoted to the topic of wisdom. Wisdom is of high priority to God. God cares that we would know wisdom. And so we're going to see in our passage this morning from Proverbs 1, we're going to see why we should prioritize wisdom too. So if you're asking yourself this morning, why should I pursue God's wisdom in 2023? Why should I pursue God's wisdom in 2023? God's Word gives us four answers. Why should I pursue wisdom in 2023? God's Word gives us four answers. 
Here's the first one. Wisdom is available to you. Wisdom is available to you. Look back at Proverbs 1, starting in verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. So here in Proverbs 1, we see that wisdom is personified as a woman. This abstract concept is represented as a person. And so wisdom now speaks. Wisdom calls to us in the streets, in the markets, at the entrance of the city gates. This is where wisdom calls. But why? Why in all of those places? Why is wisdom hanging out in all of those places? Because that is where the people are. The wisdom of God is made available. It is accessible. Actually, it's probably better to say it's demanding. Wisdom does not make herself available like a flyer that you would get in your mailbox. We all get junk mail. Get your mail out. Are you glad it's Look at it. I don't need this. Throw it away. Quick, gone. That is not how wisdom makes herself available. So passive. Wisdom makes herself available like the street preacher. with, And you are on the street corner at a red light waiting to cross the street. And that street preacher is right there. You hear the words you cannot get away. Wisdom is demanding. Listen to me. Wisdom cries to us. God has not made his wisdom hidden. He isn't keeping it a secret from us. He isn't making us jump through hoops to get it. It isn't shrouded in mystery and only accessible to those who can unravel the mystery. Wisdom is on your street corner. Wisdom is at your door. Wisdom is in the pew in front of you. And I'm not talking about your hymn Bible or your hymn. Your hymn I'm talking about your hymn. I'm not, I'm not talking about your hymn book. I'm talking about your Bible. Wisdom is here, right here. Dan holds it up. Wisdom is crying out to us. Listen to me. Where is wisdom found? In God's revealed word. This is where we receive his wisdom. Not in horoscopes or palm readers or psychics. Not in the latest self-help book. Not on Instagram. Not by following our hearts. Don't turn to your heart and follow it. Turn to the word and read it. God's wisdom available to you. Now the problem is that more often than not, we don't want to hear it. We like our folly. We like our sin. We might not say it so boldly, but we don't want to let it go. We hold our hands over our ears and we say, Wisdom, I I can't hear you. Cry a little louder. Leads, how long will you love your folly? How long will you love your sin? How long will it take for you to see that going your own way won't work out for you? That's the life of those outside Christ. Going your own way. Living life on your terms. Living to please yourself. 
the fools God. And what does wisdom say? Turn at my reproof. That is repentance. Turning from sin. Not just feeling bad about sin. Not just feeling bad about being caught in our sin. Turning from sin. Contrite, sincere heart. And turning to Christ in faith. So if you're sitting here this morning, it is a new year and you are sitting here in this church pew and you are living far from God, going your own way in unbelief. Hear the call of wisdom. Turn at her reproof. Stop loving your sin. Stop loving your falling. Heed wisdom's call and turn in repentance to God. And if you are sitting here January 1st, 2023, and you are in Christ. Don't ignore wisdom, thinking, well, wisdom is calling to those outside of Christ. Don't think the words of wisdom aren't for you. We have remaining sin in our hearts. Every day, it tries to lure us back into folly, back into going our own way, living again our own way. And so listen once more to the call of wisdom. She's available to you. Right here in the Word. Wisdom is not elusive. God is not hiding His wisdom from you. He offers it freely to those who ask in faith. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all, without reproach, and it will be given to him. So why seek God's wisdom? In 2023, the first answer, wisdom is available to you. Now here's the second answer. Not flashy, but you need it. Wisdom is not flashy, but you need it. Begin reading in verse 24. Because I have called, and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all of my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. The wisdom of God is not naturally attractive. It's not flashy. How does wisdom describe herself here in Proverbs? It's counsel and reproof. Counsel, that's, that's what we need to hear. Those are words to live by. That is good advice given from a holy God. That is his counsel. Reproof is what we need to hear when we don't live by those good words to live by. When we don't live by that counsel, we need reproof. We need to hear how we have gone astray and must come back. That's not all that flashy. That's not all. Our pride isn't attracted to that at all. And so it makes a lot of sense that people would ignore wisdom's call. Because folly, folly is described later in Proverbs. And folly is flashy. Folly is loud. Folly is attractive. Folly offers, now this may not be so attractive in our maybe modern day, but you could probably understand the idea here. Folly offers sweet stolen water and pleasant bread. Folly says, I have what you want. Enjoy me. Folly is appealing. 
And so folly holds out what is not good for us, but feels good. Folly holds out what's not good for us, but it feels good. Wisdom holds out what is good for us, even if at times it may not feel so good. It's counsel. It's reproof. This is the classic socks and underwear for Christmas. Not flashy. None of us really enjoy that, especially as kids. Not fun. The child, you asked for a variety of gifts, and you're thinking, I'm expecting that this gift in this package, and instead, socks and underwear. That's a downer. That's not exciting. It's not flashy. It's not the brand new Lexus for Christmas that gets broadcast every year at Christmas on commercials. I'm not going to ask who gets a brand new Lexus for Christmas. This is socks and underwear. Not flashy, but we need it. I need it. To the natural person, wisdom is rather bland. Why turn from my sin and all that it gives to me? Why, why turn from this indulgent life and listen to the call of wisdom? Wisdom just doesn't seem all that enticing. Wisdom just doesn't do much for me. It actually sounds restrictive. Counsel and reproof? I've only got one life. Why not enjoy all that the world has to offer? Perhaps those thoughts are running through your mind. Here's the thing. Two things. Here's the first thing. That is a short-sighted view. If you embrace folly, you may enjoy this world and all it has to offer for a time. Sin is enjoyable in its way. But the person who enters into folly's house, Proverbs says, the person who enters into folly's house, that person doesn't know that the dead are there. That her guests are in the depths of Sheol. That's the place of the dead. Those who enter into Folly's house to enjoy her stolen sweet water and her pleasant bread, they find death awaits. Here's the other thing. For those who turn to wisdom, it may not seem flashy. It may not appear all that attractive to those on the outside. But the Bible says it brings us Lasting joy and contentment and satisfaction and delight. It's not flashy to those who don't possess it, but it is like the elixir of life to those who do. Listen to Proverbs 3, just a couple chapters later. You could turn there to verse 13. Listen to wisdom described in the one who possesses it in Proverbs 3.13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom. And the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. That that pleasant bread, that's a false sense of pleasantness. This true pleasantness. All her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. Those who embrace the call of wisdom. Those who embrace her as a tree of life, like a, this is a tree hugger. Those who embrace her, hold her fast. Those who embrace God and his ways, true joy and delight 
await. Those who reject the call of wisdom. Death and destruction await. Proverbs 1 says, Wisdom will laugh at your calamity. He will laugh at your terrible fate. When calamity and terror strike, when your sins catch up with you, wisdom says, I told you so. So seek God's wisdom in 2023. It's not flashy, but you need it. It is all that matters in the end. Let's look to the third answer to our question. Why is wisdom in 2023? Because wisdom is worth seeking today. Wisdom is worth seeking today. Verse 28. Then they will call upon me, but I will not be found. I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. I Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. So, fools don't want wisdom when it's available. Wisdom says, here is my counsel. Here is my reproof. Here is how to live in right relationship with the Lord. Here is how to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. And fools say, no thanks. I like going my own way. I like following my own devices. No thanks. But then the fool gets themselves into trouble. And it's too late for wisdom. Then they want it. Can I have that counsel now? Can I have that reproof now? Can I have Christ now? They've gone looking for wisdom. They've gone looking for the Lord, but it's too late. For three years, I was a residence hall director at Grace College, which meant that my family lived in an apartment in one of the dorms on campus, which created a really interesting life. A lot of ways, really fun Really enjoyable, some challenges as well as our family grew. But there was one thing that I hated about living in that apartment. The fire alarms. The fire alarms were ridiculously loud in this apartment. Every time the fire alarm went off, truly, it felt like my heart was going to jump out of its chest. I mean, it was just, it was overwhelmingly loud. Fire alarms were supposed to get you out of a building. I became so disoriented. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. It was that loud. I hated those fire alarms, especially once we had kids, because I genuinely thought those volume levels were going to permanently damage my kids' eardrums. So I went so far as to speak to the maintenance department. If you were here for Sunday school, you were hearing two stories about the maintenance department this morning. So consider yourself privileged. I went to the maintenance department, and I asked them, please, can you disconnect the fire alarm and the smoke detector from my kid's room, it is so loud. Of course, building code, blah, blah, blah. They said no. I wasn't very happy about that. I was pretty displeased. Until there actually was a fire. A fire that, ironically enough, I started. <laughs> a, man ba- a, man, a man cooking up his bacon. That's another story for another day. You can ask Todd Kohler about it. I'm pretty sure he was actually at the call with the Winona Lake Fire Department before we knew each other. The dorm is still there. Everybody's okay. For as much as I hated those fire alarms, 
I was thankful when they were needed. I was thankful that the maintenance department didn't do what I had asked. That would have been foolish. Wisdom put fire alarms in your house. Wisdom says, there is mercy. Fool decides to plead for that mercy on judgment day when he has lived his life rejecting Christ. Knowledge. They did not choose the fear of the Lord and they are now suffering the consequences. You reap what you sow. You eat the fruit of your own way. You sow death and destruction. That's what you'll reap. And so hear the call of wisdom today. Wisdom is worth seeking today. If you are not in Christ, there's no reason to wait. Wisdom is calling. If you reject wisdom, you are rejecting God. Listen to wisdom. Heed her call today and come to Christ. Let's look at our fourth Answer, why should I seek wisdom in 2023? Because wisdom is found in Christ. Wisdom is found in Christ. Verse 32. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Interesting there. Similar word choice. The fool is complacent and the wise are at ease. That sounds really similar. The fool is at ease, but it is a false sense of security. His ease is just dumb laziness. He is the man cooking that chicken with his back turned and he started himself a grease fire. But he's too preoccupied watching the Olympics to notice. He can't be bothered. He will be destroyed by his complacency. The wise, the wise are also at ease. But it is a true sense of security. He has no dread of disaster. Because there truly is no disaster awaiting him. Some of us worry. Some of us live with this overwhelming sense that no matter what Christ has done for me, no matter how wonderful the good news of the gospel really is, no matter how clearly I understand that God is pleased with me because he is pleased with Christ. Even so, we can't help but battle these thoughts that say, not pleased with me. We live with this burden, this weight, this dread of disaster. Here is the balm for your soul. Here is that comfort for your affliction. God says, you dwell secure. You are safe in Christ. You have been brought near to God. Back to Ephesians 2, 11 through 20. Read it. You have been brought near to God says that there is real safety for those who listen to her call. The text. Look back at the text. The text says, whoever listens to me will dwell secure. So, whoever listens to God's wisdom will dwell secure. 
130 says, Jesus Christ became to us wisdom from God. Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God on display. He is the embodiment of God's wisdom. And he is saying, listen to me. All through Jesus' ministry, as he was teaching and, and preaching, Jesus would often say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when Jesus would say that, he was not talking about having physical ears on the side. But not everyone has spiritual ears to hear. Those who recognize the wisdom of God crying out. Those are the ones who listen. Fools will scoff. Fools will love being simple. Fools will hate knowledge. Fools will cover their ears and say, Speak up, wisdom. I can't hear you. But those who have ears, those who have ears that have been opened by the grace of God, those who have spiritual ears, they will listen. This is wisdom crying in the streets. Listen to the words of Christ. At the transfiguration in Luke 9, Jesus on a mountaintop is arrayed in all of his glory and splendor. To see. And as he is in all of his glory, from heaven speaks and says, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Listen to me. God the Father says, listen to my son. Wisdom is found in Christ. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The fool, the fool hears the gospel and says, that's ridiculous. I put all my hope in a man who died a gruesome, embarrassing, shameful death on a cross. The fool scoffs. But the cross is God's wisdom on display. And through the cross, God is saving sinners to himself. And he's making them into this united body of believers. Ephesians 3 says this people, the church, is the manifold wisdom of God on display. The multifaceted wisdom of God accomplished through the suffering of the Son of God. Hanging on a tree, bearing the sins of his people, bearing my sins, your sins, despised and rejected by men. Wisdom calls in the streets. Listen to the call of wisdom. To reject wisdom is to reject God. To reject wisdom is to reject the one who was rejected by men and hung on that tree. Turn to the call of wisdom. Hear the gospel and believe. Turn away from your sins and trust in Jesus as your Savior. Follow him as your Lord. In John 7, Jesus showed up late to a big Jewish holiday. Feast of Booths. There were crowds and crowds of people who had gathered together in Jerusalem for this feast, for this celebration. John 7.37 says, Feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out. Wisdom cries aloud in the streets. Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Turn to Christ. Come to him and drink. Christian, 
brothers, sisters, continue to come to Him for refreshment. Continue to believe and rejoice in the Gospel, which is indeed good news. Listen more to the call of wisdom. And this year, no matter what 2023 brings, you can be secure. You can be at ease because Christ is your hope in life and death. Let's pray together. Father God, we rejoice. We rejoice that your Son did come to us, that he left the glories of heaven. We celebrated his birth not long ago, and we rejoice in the good news that he died on the cross for our sins and rose again. And what does appear to be folly, what's to a Savior who died, we know that your perfect plan was at work to save your people from their sins. And we He's risen and he is reigning and we look forward to and long for his return. And Father, we pray that you would give us confidence that we'll stand before your throne. And for us who are in Christ, we stand Because of your Son, and we stand with your Son, who pleads our case. He is our only hope in life and in death. We thank you for your wisdom put on display through him. And Father, we pray more wisdom in this coming year as we we see it on display through your word. And Father, we pray for those who don't know you, who may be among us this morning and are are living in folly. Father, I pray that you would open their eyes to see that you and your ways are pleasant. That there is fullness in your right hand. Father, I pray that you would save them unto yourself. That we can rejoice in the good news of the gospel. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen.